Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Wednesday, August 31st, final day of the month of August, and football begins in September. Gotta love it. Gotta get excited. Big week for me. A lot of gambling. uh, Some other stuff uh, that I'm not going to talk about here. You guys will... Read it or see about it soon online. I haven't been able to respond to a lot of questions recently. And um, I do believe I'll start to be able to answer those very soon. That being said, NFL Cut Day, always a tough one to read about. I did note, I'm not going to go through all the big cuts. You know, there was a couple that obviously hurt. I saw Marlon Mack, who I advised my son to pick up in fantasy. Not my son, I'm geez. My, my brother to pick up in fantasy because... He had the running back. Remember, I advised him to get the Washington kid who ended up getting shot, and now he's going to be out for a while. I told him, oh, go grab Marlon Mack. He's the backup. Marlon Mack just got cut. Jason, struggle bus, big time. Uh, But the big one, uh, NFL cuts. 
And I'm only going to do one because we have a great guest coming up, Kevin Clark from The Ringer. You guys know him. He's been on the pod before. The Dallas Cowboys cut Cooper Rush, their backup quarterback, and go into the season with one quarterback on the roster. And as of right now, one left tackle because Tyron Smith's out. That ain't great. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you've got to be somewhat concerned, uh, perhaps even larger than somewhat, like legit concern. Uh, Dak's going to have to sit in the pocket, and he could get destroyed back there with a makeshift offensive line. Trouble in Dallas. Take a long look at the Eagles. Take a long look at the Giants, but plenty more on NFL gambling coming up. Before we get to Kevin Clark, last note, I saw this from Mark Stein, NBA reporter. He used to work at ESPN. He then moved on to Substack, where he writes like a twice a week, three times a week, whatever it is. And Mark Stein had an interesting note that Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly already been in contact since becoming Lakers teammates. And new coach Darvin Ham has told him that there are lineups with Russ and Pat Bev side by side. Now that is kind of sort of fascinating. And I got to say, I'm proud of Russell Westbrook. He's all grown up, right? He's not taking this, oh, man, they're trying to run me out of here. Really? Are they? Or are they trying to get better? Maybe they're trying to do both. I don't know. But for Russ to react this way, assuming Mark Stein's report is true, no reason to believe it isn't, it's a sign of growth for Russell Westbrook, is it not? The kid's making, now he's not a kid anymore. He's a grown man with kids. Russell Westbrook is saying, you know what? I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to stick and stay. And I'll tell you guys at a, at a late, maybe next week about doing whatever it takes to stick and stay. Russell Westbrook, you need, we need to, we need you to set screens. Yes, sir. We need you to stop shooting bad three pointers. Yes, sir. We need you to stop dominating the ball and pounding the ball into the, into the court with 50 dribbles. Okay. We need you to play with Patrick Beverly, get along with him. I know you guys hate each other going back five, six, seven years. Okay. I could do that. Saying it is one thing. Can he actually follow up and deliver is another, and we'll find out with Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. By the way, I did a quick fun exercise where I looked at the 10 best teams in the NBA, and while asking, do you think the Lakers are one of the 10 best teams in the NBA? Think about this for a second. Just think about this. Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and the Brooklyn Nets are better in the East, undeniably. So are the Lakers a top 10 team? In the NBA, four teams in the East are better. In the West, you can't tell me right now that the Lakers are better than Phoenix, Memphis. Memphis won 56 games, by the way. Golden State defending champs. Dallas, Denver, that's five, and the Clippers is six. I'm not even including the Timberwolves, who added Rudy Gobert. I'm not even including the Pelicans, who have a healthy Zion and, oh, by the way, made the playoffs and pushed, yes, pushed the Suns. Are the Lakers one of the 10 best teams in the NBA? When was the last time a LeBron-led team was not one of the 10, five or 10 best teams in the league? I dare you to find that. Hit me up on social media if you can. But without further ado, let's get to our great guest, Kevin Clark of The Ringer, talking Orlando Magic. No, mostly NBA. Uh, mostly NFL, but a little bit, a little bit of NBA. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy you know pretty well. It covered the NFL for 
a long ass time. I mean, he's been around the block. <laughs> New, New York Times? No, no, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Wall, Wall Street Journal. Journal. Now at the years. Ringer. Ten like years ten, at the Journal. Ten, no, no, no. Ten years covering the NFL. Oh, ten years covering the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Six years um, at the Journal. Six years at the Ringer. Jeez. Um, well, six plus six is twelve, isn't it, Kevin? Well, I covered the NBA for two years. Oh, I oh, that's so Orlando Magic fan Kevin Clark. Welcome in. Uh, I thought we'd open with the uh, the Cole Anthony situation in the backcourt with the Magic. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, there's a lot brewing there. There was an injury to someone. I mean, it's Orlando. I already forgot who it was. Gary Harris. Um, yeah, Gary Harris, who was something like four years ago. Um, how are your Magic looking before we get to the NFL? Looking okay. I mean, I think the Chet injury kind of changes yeah. the entire narrative around the season. And I think – and I really wanted to see Chet succeed. I wanted to see him play up to his ability because I, I, I think, quite frankly – the floor for him is elite rim defender, even if he doesn't add that much weight, right? Um, and so I wanted to see him all year, and, and now I think that it's going to be kind of the Bancaro show who's going to win Rookie of the Year, bar something crazy. Um, so that changes the narrative a little bit. You know, I just saw some, some Magic fans yesterday were like, oh, there's some workout video of Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, I'm good on that. I'm actually good. I'm actually good on that. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Core. I'm curious. <laughs> there's a quote. Yeah, Franz Wagner, right? Franz, yeah, Franz. And then, I mean, if Jalen Suggs can shoot, that changes the narrative. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see it. I'm, I'm not making the futures bets on, uh, on Eastern Conference champions in the next two years, but I, I think there's something there. I just looked this up. Jalen Suggs, 21% from deep as a rookie. Ouch. Um, yeah. I just want to ask the Paolo Bancaro, like, summer beef with the kid from the Hawks, DeJounte Murray. Like, honestly, I'm curious. You're on the NFL grind. You're, you know, you're in Midwestern yeah. cities. And and how did you take this news on the road? Like, were you just, like, shocked and uh, obsessed that he's with beefing? it? That he's yeah. beefing with, with another NBA player? Um, yes. I looked into it. You know, I guess the Murray charge was that, that he's changed since he got to the NBA, which is, what, five Sell minutes out. ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, we, you know, it used to be about the music. It's like, no, dude, like, this guy's been good for, for his entire life. I'm sure the people in... Paolo Bancaro's life has known he's going to the NBA for a long time. So the idea that he's changed, I, I don't necessarily know about that. Maybe he acted a little different a couple of years ago. I don't know. I don't know a ton about Paolo Bancaro's personal life. Having said yes. that, uh, <laughs> I thought it was a genius move by Murray to to get in the public eye over the summer yeah. um, and and get to a situation where people are going to care about Hawks Magic games. They play. They're in the same division. They're going to play. Like, if you're if you're someone like Murray, what better way to get people texting about you? What was that, late July, early August? Like, I know, oh, yeah. I mean, most of, when I'm on the training camp tour, I miss everything. And I, this is something morbid I'm going to say, but whenever someone, like, whenever there's big news, like someone passes away and I don't know about it, like a celebrity, right? I'll be like, how did that, how did I miss that? It's yeah. always because it happened on, like, August 5th. And I was on, like, a seven-hour drive from, uh, from Atlanta to, to Charlotte or something. And so I can never... I, I never can follow the, any any non NFL news the first week of, the, of, of, of training camp. Having said that, all my friends from home were texting me about oh, Murray Bancaro. All of this them. is wait, so, is this pro Orlando proper or are you more of like a oh, no, Lauderdale kind of guy? Oh no, 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 no. For Lauderdale is down south, so I'm I'm a the thing I Lebetard and those guys uh, make fun of me sometimes for sometimes not claiming but like being a Miami adjacent person because I went to University of Miami and they say all the time, I'm not a Miami guy. I'm not a Miami guy. I'm, I'm, I'm from Orlando, um, but I am from Orlando proper. So like, there's downtown, not a lot. Closest, it, the closest high school to, to the arena. 
Wow. Every time I go to Orlando, you know, I got a bunch of relatives down there. It, it is a very brown city um, and, and the suburbs like everywhere. I don't see a ton of white people. Now I'm going to like, you know, Indian jams, as I like to call them. Um, but it, Orlando, that must have been a different place. You know what? Uh, 20 years ago when you were growing up. What are you, 25? Yeah. 30? I don't know we're 30. But the, um, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is that uh, it's it's growing so fast yeah. that it changes all the time. Um, and it's really interesting to see, um, you know, and that's Florida in general, you know, I mean, I was, I was, um, reached different neighborhoods and it's so amazing to see, as you said, the diversity of it. Um, the amount of, uh, people who speak Spanish is really great. I mean, it's one, it's one thing that I actually regret not, not learning to speak Spanish. I think most people who grow up, they actually in, in Miami do, um, end up doing it at a higher clip than people in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. But it's amazing. I mean, it's different than uh, South Florida. It's more uh, just having knowing what I know. Uh, it's, it's the more the Puerto Rican community in Orlando, um, whereas South Florida is Cuban, um, and then uh, some of the other uh, South American countries. And it's really amazing to see. You know, the, you know, it's, it's the old line. Miami is the capital of, of South America, um, and I think Orlando is is even more. I'd say diverse as far as that goes, because you're just, you're seeing more and more people come all the time from different places. It's really yeah. interesting place. Como se dice Super Bowl? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't know how to say Super Bowl in Spanish. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. That being said, let's go to the NFL, Kevin. Uh, I read your great piece on Matt LaFleur. This is straight. This is going to be probably the most random question. I know everybody's asking you about this as you do your uh, podcast, radio, TV tour. I didn't even, I never thought of LaFleur as like a good looking guy. Um, I know he's well manicured. (laughs) I mean, I I don't think of dudes as like good looking. I mean, like Brad Pitt, obviously, you know, and some of these other actors, but I don't think of like football coaches, you know? Well, I I don't think of. I didn't think of LeFleur as a good looking football coach. You heard, you heard all the stories, maybe because it's pro and nobody cares. You heard all the stories from Cliff Kingsbury with Texas Tech. It's, oh, oh there was a right. story in the Wall Street Journal about how female students were going at a higher clip the year he got there, right? And uh, there was some data around that, right? Um, <laughs> okay. And there's like a, a I, think there's, I think The Blind Side is a book where they talked about how like the moms loved Nick Saban and thought he was a handsome man. I think that's where you get the good looking thing a lot. And it's funny because the guys who wanted to talk about Matt LaFleur being good looking in my story, it was the guys who were roasting him. It was Aaron Rodgers. It was Sean McVay. Sean McVay, we talked for two minutes. Half of it was him roasting Matt LaFleur about his haircut and his eyebrows and all that stuff. And so I thought that was so, so, so funny because I agree with you. For me, it was never the dominant story. For the people in his life, they love, love roasting Mm. him. Yeah, it, I also didn't realize how accomplished he has been. And you're right. He's never yeah. been within 20 votes of a coach of the year. And and you kind of swayed me. Like, I kind of liked the guy after reading your story. Kevin, you have this strange ability because you write a lot of positive stories. There's not a lot of negativity coming out of the Clark camp. And, you know, I read this and I'm like, geez, I guess I kind of like LaFleur now. I never even thought about him. He was irrelevant sure. to me because Rodgers is so damn good. But I think he's going to have to do some actual coaching this year, right? We can agree on that? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you mentioned the positivity, negativity thing. I'd say the vast majority of my columns 
are negative. And if I'm coming into a place and I'm talking about opinion columns, right, if I'm okay. going into a place and saying, I'm going to do the jets this year, what the hell is going on with the jets? Normally those strongly, strongly worded opinions are going to be typically negative and it's going to be different. If I go in and spend an hour with someone, it's typically not going to be because I think they suck at their job, you know, yeah. and then that, that <laughs> I think is the difference. If I'm writing 7,000 words on somebody, there's going to be a case. Thing. There's going to be something I'm building up a little bit. I did burrow a couple of weeks ago, kind of a similar thing about his pre-snap stuff. And so, I mean, I think that there's, um, I think that when I do these stories, it's normally because look, I, I think the Packers to win the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't do I wouldn't do a story like this unless I felt a way like that because you're building a case for something going forward. Um, having said that, I mean I, I think he's a I think that if it was so easy, and I would say seventy percent of the of the uh, opinions yesterday were positive about the story. Thirty percent were angry. I don't know if you saw angry bears, Vikings, Lions, and saying, what, "Well, it's obvious." Because they were like, oh. well, you can't give LaFleur any credit. It's all Rodgers. I was like, well, okay. I, I went back to like, there were probably maybe 100 people. I mean, it was a pretty well-trafficked story. So maybe 100 people out of that group were saying, you're a moron. You don't know. You know, it's all <laughs> Rodgers. And, and I was saying, I went back to two of them. And I just said, hey, if winning 13 games, which LaFleur has done every single year he's been head coach, was so thing. easy, was so easy. Why didn't Mike McCarthy do it in the last seven years he was there? And by the way, last night I was walking, taking a little walk, and I saw Cowboys fans starting to screen grab that, and I said, yep, you guys should look at that too because Mike McCarthy can't win 13 games with a great quarterback. And so, um, listen, I'm not saying the floor is is Bill Belichick. I'm not saying he's Andy Reid. I'm saying that for that environment, being there, you sort of get it, and it's okay well, Aaron Rodgers has been unlocked. He's so talented. Well, not every, first of all, not every coach could do that with Aaron Rodgers. Second of all, and there's a lot of like coping and wish casting about Rodgers. It was like, oh, well, if he didn't feel this way or if he didn't treat his receivers like this or whatever. So, well, he does. This is how he operates. And so what the Packers did was they hired a coach who could be in a partnership with them almost a little bit. And I made the comparison in the story, Jason, almost a little bit NBA-ish. Almost yeah, a little I, bit I saw Kerr. the Kerr. I, Kerr. I mean, it was just a lot little, of credit there for him. I mean, no, I just mean in in in, in terms of it's going to be player led. He wants okay. the superstars to be Rogers, Jair Alexander, Kenny Clark, those guys, right? Devontae Adams when he was there, he wants those guys to lead, and he wants those guys to take the credit. That's why I felt it was a little bit NBA, a little pet player empowerment type stuff. Because when he builds that playbook, there are probably, Jason, you know NFL coaches, you know football coaches. There are a lot of coaches who will come in and say, okay, Aaron, you're running my system. Here's what you're going to adapt to. What LaFleur did, especially after his first year, was he took the things that he loves, you know, play action, motion, all of that stuff, and he said, hey, Aaron, what do you like, what do you not like, but also what do we keep from McCarthy? And that, to me, when you ask around the league, Sean, Sean McVay said this, um, Mike McDaniel said this in the story, Around the league, those guys are most impressed that they were he, he was able to blend his playbook with Aaron's, and he was able to empower Aaron. I think it's I think the easiest thing in the freaking world, J Mac, would be to lose Aaron Rodgers, right? Like yeah. just for Aaron Rodgers to be totally out on you, and it's never happened because of that. I would agree with most of that. The only issue I have is, do you think? Aaron Rodgers in this piece comes off as trying too hard to be cool. Like, I, I don't know what happened, but like, <laughs> I like LaFleur in this, in this story. And I did listen to some of Rodgers on Rogan. I don't know. Did you hear any of it or no? Uh, I did. Yeah. I, I okay. actually, so, so this came out, this story came out on Monday and Rogan and Rodgers came out on Saturday. 
And all I wanted to do, same thing with part of my take, was make sure that none of the anecdotes in my story were in there. You know what I'm saying? Same with Fleur was on Bustle with the Boys last week, too, and I had to do the same thing. Just make sure, like, the stuff I had that was exclusive wasn't in any others. But, yes, I did listen to all of those podcasts, including the program one. It just, uh, I, again, and I don't want to go in on Aaron Rodgers. This guy's super successful, one of the best ever. He just yeah. comes off as, like, trying too cool. I don't know if it's awkward. or, or Is he trying too hard to be cool in interviews? Uh, I don't be honest. Try- I, no, no, no. I don't think he, I, don't, I don't think it's trying to be too cool. Um, I think that he is extremely. I, I, here's what I think about Aaron Rodgers. I've spoken to him a handful of times. Um, I think that he is extremely careful and calculating about everything he says, and so you can see the wheel spinning all the time. And it's not like you and me, right? Where we're just going to say, "Listen, you and I know each other for a long time." I'm going to say whatever on this podcast. You can say whatever to me. Like he's thinking about, you know, a thousand yards downfield all the time. What is this person going to think? What is this person going to think? What is this person going to oh, think? And, and I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a great example. When I was doing the piece, so the, in the piece, I said that the last question I asked everybody was, why does it matter if I get enough credit? And I, Rogers probably thought about it for 15 seconds. I mean, it was is just, that, you know, is that an awkward, is that an awkward silence? It wasn't awkward. It was more just like, mm, you know, just, it wasn't awkward. It was more just like, okay, how do I exactly get this? And then his answer ended up being through humor and it was just to roast yeah. him more. And, yeah. and so um, I don't think, you know, I, I think there's probably an element of it. I don't think any, either of us can, can figure it out here. Like he's so famous. I, I, I talked to a quarterback. So I, I typically on this, on this camp tour, talk to pretty much any quarterback I can find. So I ended up talking to about eight of probably what we would consider the top quarterbacks in the NFL. And I had one where this guy just would not get to where I wanted to go. He wasn't giving me anything, right? And um, or at least on the topic I wanted to. I was talking to a team official a little later, and I was just like, hey, he just really wouldn't go there with me. And the guy was saying, listen, it's whatever the date is, August 4th, right? This guy knows if he gives you anything, it is on a Chiron on first take the next day. He knows that. And he knows that he wants to go this weekend and say, all right, well, you know, I just want to go on the boat this weekend, whatever. Like, he doesn't have to think about getting in that news cycle. And that, yeah. to me, is an NFL quarterback now. That, that's not Rodgers, that's somebody else. But it's like that now, you know, I mean, there. how many times do we see, you know, your show, um, Colin? I mean, how many times do we see one piece of one thing become a full day story? And mm-hmm. I think the quarterbacks are unfortunately for us, for our, for, for what we do, um, are starting to just say, okay, I don't want this there. I don't want this there. I don't want this there. And they're just, just either not answering the question or answering it in, in cliches. I do think, I do think that we've gotten to a point where a lot of this younger generation of quarterbacks is way more open and honest. Mahomes is like this. Josh Allen is like this, where they're just bros who will generally answer the question. Yeah. I think there was a, there was a Tom Brady kind of runoff. Like you see this Matt Ryan a little bit. Where these guys just don't want to do anything. They just want to talk about the team. They don't want to, you know, ever give you a quote. I didn't have the younger generation. You look at freaking Baker Mayfield, who like will say anything, right? We're seeing that today. Um, but like, I think that there's a more honest generation. I'm starting to worry that they're realizing why the generations above them weren't as honest. Yeah. Do you think some of that is, and again, I only, I'm guessing Baker Mayfield said something about week one. I played basketball or in the morning and then took a nap. Um, and then I, you know, was reading your piece. Uh, so I didn't see what he said, but I'm assuming Baker Mayfield said something incendiary so about Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Freeland, Cynthia Freeland, who's a Southern reporter uh, on the, 
Panthers games, talked to him and said that, so this there's some consternation about whether or not she should have reported this, but she did. And I, I'm on her side on this one, that she just said, you know, can't wait for week one. And he said, we're going to effing destroy them. Oh. Or I'm going to effing destroy them. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We talked about Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I know a lot of people don't care about Baker Mayfield anymore. He like led the league in commercials two or three years ago, and now it's like, eh, Baker, he's going to be a backup. Yeah, cor- correction, correction. I'm going to F them up is what he said. Oh, I'm going to F them up. Okay. <laughs> I wonder, do you think, and you and I both know, there are people in sports media who intentionally will come out and attack someone that it, it just comes out of left field. Like, what, what is this yeah. guy doing? And he's doing it to get attention. Yeah. Do you think Baker is one of those guys? I just want attention. I want people talking about me. I want to be in the, 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 the social media scrum. I yeah. need that to feed me. I think it's a little bit of that. I think I think it's the attention part of it. I think that you also, this is certainly how maybe it's a guy who needs that to pump him up. We see that with fighters all the time. It's, you know, hey, or I'm just, or I'm just trying, or ticket talk, as they say. I'm just trying to sell tickets. Um, something like that. I mean, like, I was just listening to a, uh, I was just listening to a race car podcast a couple weeks ago. I and mean, these two guys were talking about how they used to hit each other all the time. And afterwards, someone would say, what the hell are you guys doing? They'd say, we're just selling T-shirts. And it's like, that's it, right? Like, sometimes you got to push it in order to to sell the T-shirts in order to get people talking to you. Baker Mayfield is not going to be talked about this year at all, at all. The I... Panthers – no, I'm saying that the Panthers are have, have a ceiling on them. And the only way that you're going to get attention in Carolina is either – Tearing it up on the field, which may happen. I mean, I think there's some some there's some people yeah. in Cleveland's orbit who think he was much more banged up than we thought. Even with, I mean, it wasn't just the shoulder; it was the foot. If he's healthy, he could be pretty good. But I think in order to get the spotlight on him, he's kind of got to talk like this. He's kind of got to say, "Here we go." He's kind of got to light it up in week one, and he does have to effing f them up in week one. Yeah. Otherwise, yes. the entire national media is going to move on, and he can't get two years forty next year. Yeah, it looks like they have one primetime game, and I believe it is a Thursday night clunker against the Falcons. So not uh, a primetime game. So zero primetime <laughs> games. Ouch. All right, let's quickly buzz around the league. I'm going to ask you yeah. random random shit and you know, just handle it however you want. Better team right now in the NFC East, Eagles or Cowboys? Eagles. Yeah. Better roster, better roster, uh, less of an absolute tire fire. Um, the tire of injury is a disaster. Shows you just the poor planning that goes on right now. Dak Prescott is an incredible quarterback. They don't have they don't have the capability to uh, protect him, and they don't have the. I mean, like, get, I, I just I hate that roster. I love Dak Prescott. I hate that roster. Yeah. Uh, I hate hates the wrong word. Mike McCarthy is not going to make anything better than some of its parts. Um, it, Eagles better roster all day, and they traded for Chauncey Gardner today. Uh, which I cool. saw that. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Jets go three and zero in the AFC East in the preseason. Um, something, nothing. Uh, go, go ahead. Nothing. Be honest. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 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 You don't even want to elaborate on the Jets. I mean, by the way, any word on Zach Wilson? Any word on Zach Wilson? He was riding a bike over the weekend, and Jets fans are optimistic for Week Two now. 
Well, okay. I mean, no, it, it's not as bad as we feared. We, we saw that. I mean, I yes. talked to Mike LaFleur and Zach, uh, excuse me, and Robert Sala for this, uh, this LaFleur story. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they seemed in good, in good spirit. I think they're managing. I think that just the pressure is on. I mean, how long can this Jets rebuild take? I mean, how long? I mean, Joe Douglas has been there for a few years. I think Mike McCagnan getting an extra year of drafting was one of the worst mm. decisions by an ownership group ever. Literally ever because it set them back a full year, and then it gets the fan base more antsy because they're not they don't remember that Mike McCann got an extra year of drafts. They're just sitting here saying, "Wait, Joe Douglas was hired in what year?" They're just checking Wikipedia. I just think the whole thing. I I, I I am optimistic because I do think that there's a lot of potential there. I think Joe Douglas is really smart. I think they got really great value. I think you see that when something like the Jamal Adams trade happens. But yeah, I just keep looking at that roster and saying, "Okay, I'm." I'm still going to be patient, but like we get, we got to, we got to get there. I mean, I, for me, I think there's two ways to judge GMs, right? One of them is the decisions that they make and the value that they glean. And Joe Douglas has done a great job with that. One of them is just the 53 in front of me. I did a thing a couple of day, uh, weeks ago where we did top GMs. And I, before we did it, I texted like 10 people in the league and I said, how do you judge a GM? How do you judge a GM? And one guy said to me, he said, well, first of all, I only look at first round picks because everything else is luck. Everything else is luck. Mm. And I thought that was an interesting way to put it. If you get a guy, if you get a Russell Wilson in the third round, well, like that's only because the Eagles passed on him and the, you know, and the Chiefs passed on him, that, that kind of thing. Um, but then most people said, I don't care about anything, but what's on the 53 right now. And right now with the Jets, that's not good enough. It's, it's not great. Uh, okay. Um, how do I, I don't want to frame this that poorly, but. The 49ers <laughs> retaining Jimmy Garoppolo is a lack of confidence. It is a signal that they don't have that much confidence in Trey Lance. The way that when Alex Smith was with the Chiefs and they had Pat Mahomes and they watched him for a year, they're like, this is our dude next year, no matter what the hell Alex Smith does. Boom. It feels like that the 49ers are not there yet with Trey Lance. It's 100% correct. Confirmed. I mean, like, they, they, the actions speak louder than words, and – you know, when, 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 yeah, I know Brett Favre was retiring five times, but that's what they tried to keep him on as Aaron Rodgers' backup. Okay. Um, the Alex Smith thing is, is exactly right. Um, I do think that the fact that there was an injury and the fact that that was timed so poorly, I do think that is, there's some excuse making there. But if they really believed in Trey Lance, they would want Jimmy Garoppolo out of the building because yeah. what happens if he has an absolute stink bomb for the first two weeks of the season? Kyle Shanahan with a roster that should be in Super Bowl contention? Mm. Are you kidding me? Like well, I just beat the think, Bears in Week One. They'll, they'll smash sure, that. I think week but two is a win no, too. Okay, yeah, but, but there's but that doesn't mean that that, that Trey Lance has to look good. This I isn't know. the preseason. Yeah. They, they, let me tell you something. If they win and Trey Lance looks bad, they might <laughs> more, look more likely to go to Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo because they're saying, "Man, we're just getting by with the skin of our teeth. We can win something this year." Brutal. Um. Detroit Lions are. Do you? If they made the playoffs, is that the story in the NFL this year? It is. I was there a couple weeks ago. They swear they like Jared Goff, but not. I'm not. Listen, I'm not. He's not going to be. No, 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 no. He's not. They might like his girlfriend. They might like his girlfriend. Um, but I don't think that they like Jared Goff. Come on. Let me explain. It keeps them from being like a low grade version of the Colts. This is the way that somebody explained it to me, which is that they can roll him over for this year or next year until they get their guy. They don't want to do anything but take a top pick and say, this is our guy forever. We're rolling with him, right? 
So if they their cost they've got Jared Goff cost controlled. He did a night enough enough nice things after they fired Anthony Lynn, where they said they can have it. So they're still figuring out the quarterback position. So I it would be obviously would be the story of the NFL um, if if that was if that was a playoff team. I don't think it is yet. I think they have to answer the quarterback position. Um, and once that happens, that'll be fine. But I think putting quarterback last in a rebuild is always intriguing to me. Mm. And I'm I'm excited to see where they go with it because I do think they like the talent on that roster. It's just a matter of do they roll it with C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Tyler Van Dyke next year? or Ty, You had wait- to throw in the Miami guy in there. Dude, I we, I just filmed a, a, a slow news day with a college analyst, um, and he mentioned Tyler Van Dyke second after Will Levis, actually. Been, what? Um, oh, who's that, Desmond Howard? I mean, did you see the the playoff that he had? Uh, he had like pit in the playoff or something. I mean, it's insane. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um, so I can do I can do ACC football talk with y'all. No, 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 um, we're running out of time. Come on. Um, I do want to get uh, two no. more. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, finish up. No, no, uh, I was, was going to say, the, the Lions are interesting to me. Golf is not good enough to get that team to 10 wins. Yeah, not happening. Um, So, Trevor Lawrence, I'm, I'm going to Vegas this week. I would like to bet Trevor Lawrence most yeah. improved player. And the Jaguars, is that a smart bet, dumb bet? Am I just, I just like it's the money on fire. Bet. It's oh, a great, great. bet. I think, I think two Florida teams, the Dolphins and the Jaguars, are going to improve immediately with their offensive coaching staffs. I mean, Urban Meyer was the worst NFL coach maybe in our lifetime. Seriously. Yeah. Like, think about that, okay? I know he's your colleague now and all that stuff. And we, we love him. We love him in the college football role there. Uh, but we did not <laughs> love him as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know where this goes, but I do know Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. People who watch the tape say he was top 15 last year in spite of all of that. He didn't have the receivers. You know, I think he, he was second in the NFL in a stat called uh, – like perfectly thrown balls into coverage or something. Like basically, there. Like, I didn't even remember what it was. Basically, like he was throwing these balls, but nobody was open. So it was just like there was nothing he could do. Right? The yeah. PFF had something on that. So yes, I also like. You know, the I think the Dolphins will get better. I think Trevor Lawrence is way better than Tua, um, but I do think the Dolphins will get better as well. All right, we'll wrap up with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I smell a disaster. And I asked Seth Wickersham this last week because he wrote the big Spygate piece. And, And Kevin, if you want some crazy reading, go back and read his like 2014 piece on Spygate, ESPN the magazine insanity. And it all points to basically Belichick cheating and bending the rules. So Brady leaves. Belichick freaks out, spends all this money. They make the playoffs, but lose. They get lose by 50 to Buffalo. And now it's looking like they could be a tire fire. Like Peter King's calling for seven wins. I will go under that. I'll say six. Uh, When do we start wondering about Belichick? And I know he's the greatest coach ever, but let's be real. Belichick, zero playoff wins since Brady left. There's a chance he's getting old that he may never win another playoff game. Over, under, one and a half playoff wins for Belichick the rest of his career. I saw somebody say that you, you asked that on Twitter the other day. Um, you said one and a half? One and a half the rest of his career. If he yeah. could, what is he going to coach? Seven yeah. more years? Six, yeah, yeah, five? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go under. Um, yeah. And the reason I'm going to go under is I think it's going to be a couple of years until this team's ready to go. And kind of what I was saying, Bill Belichick is a much better coach on balance than, than Matt LaFleur, right? But, but... Matt LaFleur, as I said, is the perfect coach for the 2022 Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers. Bill Belichick is not the perfect coach for the 2022 New England Patriots. No. He will not be the perfect coach for the 2023 New England Patriots. He was the perfect coach for a hell of a lot of Patriots teams. He would be the, hell, the perfect coach for basically almost any franchise in the history of football. But I think right now I'm getting extremely worried. This offensive thing, like 
the whole thing now is maximizing quarterbacks, getting their staffs in place, getting the line together, getting the weapons together, and going from there. And it seems like in Mac Jones' second year, they're kind of failing him, dude. Yeah, like, I just I – this is so uncharacteristic of Belichick that either I'm thinking he just wants to call plays and just let, let himself cook and this Matt Patricia, Joe Judge thing and cover, or he's just really kind of lost at sea, brother. Oh, man. All right, it's Kevin Clark. He, he Somehow his wife convinced him to move in the middle of football season. Uh, listen, Godspeed just with that, Kevin. Just up the road. Just uh, nevertheless, uh, the, the two my wife's not here right now, so I can say the two biggest arguments I've ever had in with my wife both involve moves. It is a nightmare. It's not fun. I would stretch it out as long as possible if I were you, like a week long move, maybe just a couple items today, a couple tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds it, good. That's the game plan. I mean, I think so. Hopefully, that's we'll what I, that's what I've learned. And well, also, wait a Kevin, second. Well, wait a second. You just said I shouldn't move during football season. Now oh, you yeah. want me to take an entire week. Well, that's the other problem. I, I don't wouldn't have the it, answer. Wouldn't it be better to rip the Band-Aid off and just do Ooh. it all in one day on a, oh, on, a, yeah. on a Friday? Yeah, What? by the way, he's doing it late in the season. I'm sure somebody's going to get fired that week, and it's just going to be oh, all yeah. hell's breaking loose. Also, Kevin does Slow News Day, a, a pretty funny thing on the Internet. Uh, I have not appeared on it yet. I've not been asked to. Maybe Ooh. one day when a, a big enough deal. Kevin has much bigger people than me on that. It, it, you had um, Who did you have on there recently that was huge? Uh, I mean, we had the way of Russell Wilson at the Super Bowl. Yeah, Russell had, Wilson. So, that's right. Yeah, we had Russell Wilson, but the thing that was recirculating today was uh, Joe Montana came on at the Super Bowl and just killed Trey Lance, killed him, and so and everybody got really mad. And so last year the Super Bowl, Joe Montana said, "Do not the the Niners can't go with with Trey Lance next year. It has to be Jimmy." I talked to the players. Trey's not ready, and I got murdered. Wow! For even that's airing good. this. And so I recirculated today and just said, hey, man, what By did the way, was, know Monta- you know it? was Montana ticked off when you did it? Or he knew what he was doing? Oh, no, he knew what he was doing. He Interesting. was ready to go. Because he, he was, was in the Steve Young, Bill Walsh trio. Yeah. Or- no, no. Joe Joe knew what he was doing. He, he, I, I ran away. It was like at the end of the interview. I was like, hey, by the way, how would you fix the Niners? And he was <laughs> like, well, you just bring Jimmy Garoppolo back. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool, man. And yeah. then it was funny because everybody, because I kind of look off camera and I was looking at my colleagues who all like are super pro Jimmy or super pro Trey. Yeah. I'm just like, you hear this fucking guy? It was yeah, so yeah. funny. Dude, that's great. Yeah, he, he, Listen, yeah. it's good. He's a winner. Uh, Kevin Clark, man. I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy uh, football. I'll see you, man. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.